We all know there are times when you don't have many choices in who you work with, like when a pipe bursts and you need a plumber right now. But when it comes to your mental health, you should have choices so you don't get stuck with a therapist who can't remember what you tell them every week. To find a good therapist for you, try ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book hundreds of types of doctors, including thousands of mental health providers. We're talking about therapists, psychologists, and psychiatrists. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare hundreds of types of patient-reviewed in-network doctors, including mental health providers, and instantly book appointments with them online. The typical wait time to see a mental health provider booked on ZocDoc is just four days. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments, either online or in person. I use this, and you should too. Go to ZocDoc.com stronger and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated therapist, psychiatrist, or psychologist today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash stronger. ZocDoc dot com slash stronger. They need to have somebody in these schools talking to these kids as far as what's going on in their brain. What, what, how do you feel today? What did you do today? Why, you know, not even questioning why they're so quiet, but like just try to hold a conversation and maybe they may open up. And maybe we can stop a lot of this school shootings and any any kind of mass shooting. Do, do that make sense to you? You feel what I'm saying? I do. But what would you say to people who say that the rap world has contributed to ideas of violence or uh, well, things that... Well, you know, we artists at the end of the day, we, we got to express ourselves. You know what I'm saying? We gotta Welcome to ourselves. Mentally Stronger, the show that will help you develop the mental strength you need to reach your greatest potential, no matter what life throws your way. I'm Amy Morin psychotherapist, mental strength trainer, and an international best-selling author of five books on mental strength. Every Monday, I introduce you to a guest whose story and expertise can inspire you to think, feel, and do your best in life. And the fun part is, we record it all from a sailboat in the Florida Keys. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Today's show is a little bit different than what you're used to. My guest is the legendary rapper Juicy J., He's a founding member of the rap group, 3-6 Mafia, and he's gone on to have a lengthy solo career. Juicy J has a really long list of accolades, including winning an Oscar and being nominated for a Grammy. His feature on the Katy Perry single Dark Horse peaked at number one in the United States, and many of his other songs have been top 40 singles. Now he's also an author. His new book, Chronicles of the Juice Man, talks about his life growing up in Memphis and how he became one of the best rappers of all time. But I have to say, I had to think twice about whether to put him on the show. Some of his past lyrics are tough to listen to. They were misogynistic and they glorified drug use. In fact, he's included in lists like 10 songs you should never listen to with your mother. So I wasn't 100% sure I wanted to give him airtime because... His lyrics were in contrast with some of the values of the show. But I wondered if he'd changed. In 2019, he apologized publicly on Twitter for his lyrics that seemed to glorify drug use. And earlier this year, he released an album that's dedicated to helping people get mental health treatment. So I read his book and I discovered a lot of really good messages about the positive changes he's now trying to create in the world. And I'm thrilled that he's talking about mental health and that he's open about the fact that he goes to therapy because he definitely has the power to be a positive influence. 
Some of the things he talks about today are overcoming adversity, why he released an album that focused on mental health, and the steps he takes to stay mentally strong. Make sure to stick around until the end of the episode for The therapist Take. It's the part of the show where I'll break down Juicy J's mental strength building strategies and share how you can apply them to your own life. So here's Juicy J on overcoming struggles. Juicy J, welcome to Mentally Stronger. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I was in the airport last week and your book is literally all over the place in every bookstore that I saw. And airport bookstores don't have a lot of shelf space, so they only pick the books that they think are going to sell the most copies. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, as somebody that read your book, it's really well written. It's called The Chronicles of the Juice Man. Yes, sir. You share so much about your life. There it is, Thank too, you. if anybody's watching the YouTube video. You share so much about your life, so many of your struggles, and it seemed like a really honest memoir. A lot of celebrity memoirs are kind of the glossy version. Yeah, sugar-coated. Yeah, you tell the good, yeah. the bad, and the ugly in yours. What made you decide to be so honest? I'm telling the truth, man. You know what I'm saying? Because, see, I like in real life, in real life, there's ups and downs. Nobody's winning all the time. We go through stress, depression, all kinds of mental illness, all kinds of breaking up with friends. And it's it's a whole cycle in this in this game. And um, I just want to tell the, the real, like, I like, I know people be like trying to hold back. I don't have to hold back because I'm not ashamed of anything that I did or what happened in my life. I'm a, I'm a man at the end of the day. I'm a grown man. You know, I got kids and I take care of my business. So we're not going to be lying out here to these people. We're going we gonna to give you the real. Now, to somebody who's been a fan of you for a long time, they might say that you seem kind of like an unlikely advocate for mental health and that you'd come and talk about encouraging people to get help. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, I mean, like, I'm an artist at the end of the day, and um, I've been through a lot of situations in my life. I've had so many people I've talked to, um, people have called me about killing themselves. I mean, it's been like, like at least over like five or six people in my whole lifetime. People have called me, and I'm about to kill myself, I'm about to do this, and I had to talk them out of it. And it was very serious. And, and not just talk to them at, the, at, the, at that day. I, I follow up with people, you know. I talked I talk to them for maybe on a Monday, text them on a Tuesday, hit them on a Friday. Hey, you doing okay? Everything good? You need anything? So it's real with me, you know. A lot, I, would, I, would, I don't know if you saw that outfit I be wearing. People see me with the straight jacket and stuff like that. You know, a lot of times it's just, it just, it just, uh, I'm an artist at the end of the day, so it's more like I try to get your attention. And then I'd be like, yo, this, this is what we need to do. You, you got any problems, got any issues, call 988. You know what I'm saying? Look, I've been through a lot of stuff in my life. Um, mental issues, this, that, you know, just, just depression, just growing up in Memphis as a kid. Cause it's really, really super bad. And, um, I feel like people, everybody, um, everybody's past re- reflects on their future. If anything, you, if you went through some drama in your past, it's pretty much going to reflect you right now, not unless you get some help. Yeah. Some people can deal with it, move it to the side, don't worry about it. But some of us can't. Just be, let's be realistic. These guys that's run up in these schools with these guns, I get, I get so mad when I hear about these mass shootings in these schools with these kids. You know what I'm saying? These are innocent kids. What the hell, you know, what the hell's going on? First of all, we need more security at schools. 
you know what I'm saying, with guns, not just no security guard walking around on a cell phone, because there's a lot of security guards that do that. You know what I'm saying? We need somebody that's really on their job to protect these kids. And then once we capture these, these idiots that's doing it, if we can capture them, we need to, they need some kind of evaluation in their head. Because a lot of these people just, uh, they're mentally messed up. They had issues in, when they was a kid. Well, excuse me, growing up, growing up, because some of these guys are super young. They're still kids. But growing up, they've had, they've had problems at home. Their parents, who knows? And then they go do this. Oh, can I cuss? Is that, are you cool with cussing? Yep. Go ahead. <laughs> Stupid air, dumb shit. Yeah. We got to protect these kids out here, man. And, and, and a lot of other things we got to protect as well. But it's like, I, I see that so much going on like right now. It's like, it's like trend. But we need, we need to reach out to these people before they do this crazy shit. Like somebody that knows this person. Oh, he's a quiet person in school. Talk to this man. They need to have somebody in these schools talking to these kids as far as what's going on in their brain. What, what, how do you feel today? What did you do today? Why, you know, not even questioning why they're so quiet, but like just try to hold a conversation and maybe they may open up and maybe we can stop a lot of this school shootings and any, any kind of mass shooting. Do, do that make sense to you? You feel what I'm saying? I do. But what would you say to people who say that the rap world has contributed to ideas of violence or uh, well, things that. Well, you know, we artists at the end of the day, we, we got to express ourselves. We got to express ourselves. We can't be. Can't sugarcoat it, but like I, my, I, I dropped an album called Mental Trillness, and I expressed myself. I expressed a lot of my problems on that album. I don't know if you heard it, I talked about a lot of things. And when my mom passed away, and uh, it's all truthful. So we gotta express ourselves as artists. We can't, we can't hold nothing back. I mean, if you, when I'm, when I'm growing up in Memphis, I'm all I'm seeing is junkie. So I'm rapping about that. Um, I'm seeing crazy things like shootings and all kinds of people getting robbed. I've been robbed. So like I talk about that. So right. it's 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 art at the end of the day. It's art. But I'm not out here losing my mind. I'm out here trying to help people. I'm I'm wanna I'm gonna connect with some different or I don't say I want to, I'm going to connect with some different organizations and work with them to talk about mental health. I really liked mental trillness. I was glad that you talked about 988 for people who are struggling. Yeah. That That is a line that anybody can call. So kudos to you for sharing that message. Before, I want to dive into some specific stuff about your book. But first, can we talk about the straight jacket for a second? Yes. I heard Good Morning America did not want you to wear it on TV. <laughs> well, you know, I, I look, I love Good Morning America. They showed me so much love. Shout out to them. I asked them before I walked out with it because I know a lot of people are a little scared of the straight jacket. And I've been wearing it. I've been wearing it for like almost close to a year now. You know, since my mom passed, um, I just I was writing the Mythical Children's album, and a lot of it was about my you know my mom and my upbringing and stuff like that. And I just I was watching um what's that movie Hannibal Lecter that um Silence of the Lambs yeah. And I was like, man, this is a messed up guy. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I don't know it's a movie, but at the end of the day, it's a lot, it's a lot of people like that. But I was like, man, what if? What if we reached out to these people before these weird, crazy things started happening? What we, what if we had more people on, on on standby on deck in the schools or in in the hospitals or in the um, in the workplace? Now, I know it costs a little more taxpayers' money, but I think if we had somebody like kind of checking on people, I think some of this stuff could we could we could we could uh, catch this stuff before it happens. You know, before somebody hurt themselves. Not all about mass shootings; it's people are hurting themselves. People are. Cutting their head off, shooting themselves, jumping off buildings. 
We got. I think we should do more of this. I see a lot of commercials about advertising this and advertising that. Let's put some commercials, more commercials on TV. Even at the Super Bowl, we should do some commercial about people about mental health. Hey, if you have any problems, you anything, call nine eight eight. Reach out to somebody. You don't have to do crazy things, or we ain't gotta say crazy thing, but you know, in an appropriate way, you don't have to do it. You don't have to harm yourself or harm anybody. If you're going through any mental stressful, any depression, call this number. And look, I'll do it. Free. I I agree. I'm a therapist and I wish that we had more like checkups. People go see their doctor for a checkup, just yes. not because you're definitely sick, but just to say, hey, how, yeah. how are things going? Wouldn't it be nice yes. if more people could yes. see a therapist just to say, is this normal what I'm going through? Or how about, how do I deal with stress better? Yes, yes. And I, 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 I've I talked to a therapist many times, you know, so I've talked to a few of them. And it's nothing wrong with that. A lot of people would be scared. Oh, dude, I'm cool. You're not cool. Especially in this music business, but not even just going there. It's other places. People in the hood, people that ain't got nothing. People that ain't got like homeless people. They go through a lot of mental stress. I feel yep. like we had more people involved in reaching out. I mean, look, we got so many, these government dollars are flying everywhere. They're giving money to Ukraine. Hey, it's cool. You know, help some people. Look, we got to help out the United States of America. We got to help these kids in school. We can't have people running out of these schools with guns. Hell no. We got that. That should that should have been stopped. And I'm so I get pissed when I see stuff like that happen. Like, damn man, why? Hello, where's the security? Where's you know where's the somebody talking to these these students, making sure they're okay, checking up on them when they get out of school. Don't let them just leave school and be like, okay, bye. Start your life. Check on them. I don't see nothing wrong with that, man. I don't see nothing wrong. I feel like, look, man, we should all help each other. And look, if somebody want to be paid, let the government pay for it. They pay for everything else. I think this should be connected with the government. I think the government, like they do everything else, like food stamps, they should, hey, we got the mental health programs. We're going to reach out to some people, have people call um, homes, anybody that's getting out of jail, check on them. People in jail, when they get out, they be in there so long. Some of them, some of them be kind of mentally messed up. Absolutely, right. Yeah, they should have people inside of the jails. I ain't gonna say no names, but I know so many people, especially in jail, and they not bad people. They made mistakes in life. Look, we all make mistakes. I've made mistakes. You made mistakes. Come on now. But look, if you you trying to change your life around, that's a good thing. And you just gonna go back in the streets and do the same thing you you did over again. Okay, then if you go to jail for thirty years, that's your, that's your fault. But it's so many people that's trying to, you know, they get out of jail and they want to change their life around and they go through a lot of issues, especially felons. But we can't just, all right, he did this, he did that. We can't just X nobody out because they did something in the past. The past is the past, man. We got to start like, okay, this man is trying to change his life. Well, he, you know, if you see somebody trying, man, work with this person, talk to him, make sure he's okay. I think we, we, we. We make it harder for people. I know. Right? To to be able to thrive. And you came from a community where lots of friends, family, people around you were getting in trouble and were struggling. And from a young age, you decided you wanted to go into music. You're the son of a traveling minister and a librarian. Yep. Yeah, you grew up in Memphis and decided mm-hmm. when you were really young, I'm going to go into the music industry. And then you made it happen. Yes, I'm, I'm, I, was, uh, I was determined and... Um... I broke through a lot of stuff, man. Like everybody out there watching this, look, you can make it. You don't have to do nothing crazy. Um, you can make it. You're like, don't give up. Like, that's what's the one thing about me? I just never gave up. 
I kept going. I got so many doors slammed in my face. I got laughed at. Oh, you don't know what he's talking about. Ah, his music. Uh, he's whack. His beats are whack. Everybody, everybody doubted me. But one thing I knew, I knew I had God in my heart. And I had my, my vision. And so I didn't ever care about what people said about me. I'm leaving I'm, right today. I don't care. Because at the end of the day, everybody sleeps, eats, breathes, and we all going to die one day. Nobody's better than nobody else. I don't care how much money you get. I don't care if you're a billionaire, trillionaire, or you're just a low life on the street. It don't matter, bro. You, we still people. At the end of the day, we all are equal. We all have hearts. Everybody has to eat today. Everybody has to get up in the morning, brush their teeth. You know, like we got things we got to do that everybody do. I don't judge nobody, man. Like, I don't care if you messed up, crazy, whatever you is. We can be friends. We can talk. Let's have, let's have a conversation. I'm always the type of person that was like embracing the underdog people, not just rappers, just people, because I'm a people person. I'm a type of person that like, hey, man, I understand where you come from. I get your hustle. I get if you living in the hood or you ain't living in the hood or you just anything in life. I didn't been through it all. You know what I'm saying? I'm always willing to help somebody. It's not always about the money. Do you want to get high quality meat delivered straight to your house? Or in my case, a sailboat? Try ButcherBox. It saves me time and money. And if you order right now, mentally stronger listeners can get steak, chicken, or salmon free in every single order for an entire year. I love that ButcherBox offers grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, and wild-caught seafood. There are no antibiotics or added hormones. They even offer vegetarian options. ButcherBox lets you decide how often you want deliveries, and you can pick a curated plan, or you could completely customize your box. Sign up at butcherbox.com stronger and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com stronger and use code STRONGER to choose your free-for-a-year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Yeah, one story that really stood out to me in your book is you talked about your dad. At some point, you found out that your dad was taking some of your money. Yep. But you decided mm -hmm. then to give him money. And you said, you know, when I was yes. a kid, I used to take money out of his wallet. So I'm going to sure give did. him money because he needs it. Yes. That was a powerful story. I love my dad. My dad is the best in the world, man. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't even be here today. He taught me a lot. And, and like, it's one thing about me when he was taking the money, it's not about the money. See, that's what we don't understand. It took me a while. Don't get me wrong. I was like, oh, I'm a money guy. I got to get this money. But then when I started realizing... I was like, man, you know, it's not really about the money. It's about family, man. Love. Love. The money going to come or the money won't come. Who cares? My dad loved me. You know what I'm saying? He took care of me. He made sure I was good. I remember the time I was in a fight. He jumped in a fight with me and threw, threw a garbage can in one of them. In the hood. My dad had always had my back. So I'm even though I was more like, I wasn't really angry at him. I was more like sad. I was like, man, you could just... Come on, Dad. You see me all the time. Just call me. I give my family anything they want. And that's a real true story, but I love my dad, and I, I gave him more money. You know, and I give him money today. It's cool. It's no problem, man. He's real. He's been there for me all my life. It's not about the money. Because if I, if I, if I say, oh, it's about the money. 
I'm losing my mind, man. You know what I'm saying? To say that. I, I'm, there's no way in the hell I could be mad somebody taking some money from me. And my fat, look, keep that money. I was just going to say, I think a lot of people would, would have left that story out of their book because they think, oh, I don't want to paint anybody in a bad light or I don't want people to know this about me. What made you decide, hey, I'm going to put it out there? I mean, I'm just a realistic person, you know what I mean? I, I mean, like, I'm not, I wasn't trying to um, sugarcoat my book. I want people to understand that when I say something, I mean it. It's not like, oh, he just said some things and my life was not smooth. I can relate to the homeless. I can relate to the person that doesn't have food in their refrigerator. I can relate to the man that got some money. I can relate to a millionaire or a billionaire. I'm not a billionaire, but I can relate. Mm-hmm. I got some money. I can move around, jets, all that stuff, whatever. That's, that's materialistic. That don't mean shit at the end of the day. You know, when you dead and gone, you can't take it with you. So I just, in my book, I'm just like, man, look, I'm going to let you know what it is. And it's not paint nobody in a bad picture. It just, it, it is what it is. I talk to my family all the time. We not broke up. See, that's one thing. We ain't broke up. We still together. We still like this. Never, never, never was like this. You know, yeah, we, every family has bumps in the road. But at the end of the day, I love my family. You know what I'm saying? I'm here for, I die for my family. I take a bullet for anybody in my family. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm here 100, 200%. It ain't about no money. You want some money? You can have that money. I'm going to get some more. I mean, the hell with some money. Let's just, let's keep it 100 now. The hell with some money. We make it, we give it away. We make it, we give it away. Whatever. Life, heart, love, friendship, family. That's what I'm on. Another thing that really stuck out to me is the end of every chapter. Most every chapter ends with like, and then I was on top of the world, but I didn't know what was in store for me next. And you talk about those highs and lows in life and that yours have definitely been either super high and you've had some super lows and lots of stuff in between. But that's what life is all about, right? Riding that roller coaster. Yes, that's what it is. But see, what I want people to take from this book that I overcame everything. I was in parties with, I can't name the people, but I'm seeing everything. I'm seeing from the pills to the cocaine. I've been around crazy situations. Um, Crazy situations. I, I wouldn't even say, but it's just like, God brought me through that. I could have been dead. And not, and not so much even like when I was in Hollywood. When I was in Memphis, there's a lot of situations I was in, I could have been dead or in jail. Or who knows what? Crazy. Somebody could have put some in my drink. I learned, I was, I, I knew this guy uh, in Memphis. Won't say his name, but great guy who come around the studio, somebody put something in this man's drink. His mind was messed up. He was gone, man. I, when I talked to him, he was like, look off in the sky. He was so messed up. And ever since then, when I seen that, I was like, man, you know what? From here on out, when I'm getting a drink at a bar or something, or if we go out as a group, and you know, they want to bring bar- bottles to your table, I'm not drinking. I, if the bottle's open, won't drink out of it. Nobody can bring, hey, man, bring me a drink. Nobody's bring me a drink. I go to the bar. I watch the bartender make my drink. Because people are so evil these days, they'll put something in your drink. You got to watch yourself at any any function, not just if you are an entertainer, any, anybody, any function. Because people are evil out. You know, they got these date rape drugs and stuff. You got to, even to all the females, watch these niggas. Put something in your drink. Get your own drink. Bring your own drink. I don't let, I don't, I don't let nobody go up and I'm going to go get a drink for you. Nope. 
Sorry if I'm sorry if I'm over. Yeah, sorry if I'm over talking. Yeah, go ahead. I think that is that's a smart advice for sure. Um, and how do you speaking of like drugs and bad choices and stuff? It's no secret that you've lost a lot of your friends, a lot of your original group members to drugs. How did you manage to try and avoid getting caught up in an addiction? I had I had a, a little slight Xanax addiction. It wasn't that long. It was a little while. But it, it, it was like prescribed. You know what I'm saying? I was just taking prescribed and I was taking them every day. And I didn't know that you can't stop once you start those. If you take them like here and there, that's one thing. But if you have to take them every day, which I was doing, and then you just try to stop, you're going to go in, your body will go into some kind of shock. So um, that's just one thing about me. But I overcame that. That was. Overcame that's like 2009, 2010. I overcame all that stuff. Um, as far as my group members, I'm, I cry every other day. I'm not, not going to lie. I cry every other day. I miss them all. Uh, we didn't talk much, but I don't, man, I never wish nothing bad on anybody, man. You know, I tried to help everybody in that group and I'm still helping. And then um, it just, I, I, a lot of times I feel like I failed them, but I know a man, if a person wants to, Look here, you're a grown person, you're gonna do what you wanna do. You're an adult, you're gonna do what you wanna do. And, you know, we was we was young adults at the time when I was trying to make sure everybody didn't do the cocaine. I wasn't so much tripping on a lot of the other drugs, a lot of the cocaine, I felt like that was the main drug that was really causing a lot of problems. A lot of anger issues and um personal things in the group. But my main thing that, but you know, what I'm saying is that's what I was really trying to get people off of the cocaine. And then the last time I saw Gangsta Boo, it it kind of, I ain't gonna say kind of, it really hurt my heart. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace, because I could tell she was snorting the coke. She had been snorting coke. She was, you know, her eyes was popped out. And I was just like, damn, man. You know, I was like, we still, you know, she's still doing that. And I just felt in my heart like something was telling me this is. Very spiritual, but something was telling me, man, that she was going to die. You know what I'm saying? I'm hearing this. I'm like, man, she's going to die. Something's saying, telling me this. This is the last time I seen we had a We had a conversation about, we talked, hugged, laughed about old times. We talked about my mom. When my mom passed, she was like, Juicy, you're such a strong person. Your mom passed. I know, and I, and I know we was, on, we, had, we was in, I think we went to Rolling Loud. Um, when my mom passed, I had flew down to Miami like the next couple of days. We was at Rolling Loud and um, in Miami. And she would just say, man, you strong, man. I, you sit up there and be on that stage rapping. I know your mom just passed. And I ain't going to lie. I was, boy, I was really, I'm still fucked up about that. But uh, just, just, to, just to sum everything up, we had a great conversation. But as I was talking to her, I knew she was high. I could tell she was very high. Every, even every, all my homies in the, in the room, my security and whatever, that was like, man, she's super high. And I, it just broke my heart because I know she had been doing that stuff for a long, long time. And I know how dangerous it is. Like right now, it's very, it's more dangerous now than back then because they putting all this fentanyl and everything. And I was just scared, man. I was just like, really? And I was like, damn it. When I heard she passed, I, I swear, like, I started to say, hey, boo. Um, I don't know. I started to talk to her about drugs or talk to her about cocaine usage or whatever. Just like I did, let's just, just like I did back in the nineties. 
Because I used to always pull them to the side. I tried to get Lord. I actually went over his house, one of my group members. I went over his house and picked him up and said, man, look, I'm taking you to the rehab because this cocaine is getting out of, it's getting crazy. I wasn't tripping on the other stuff. He was taking pills and other stuff, but that wasn't really affecting everything. It was mainly the coke. He would do the coke, and then when he come down off the heights, mad and raging, I, I was just like, "Yo, bro, we gotta, we gotta try to get a hold on this because it was taking a, it was taking a toll on him." And um, a, a lot of the members in the group, so I was trying to get people off that, and I just feel like a lot of times I don't get me wrong, I, I begged and plead with them, and but they grown people, so I can't hold nobody back. And, you know, I felt like I failed them. Felt like I really felt like I failed them. Even like I didn't get a chance to really mention the Gangsta Boo last time I seen her when something was telling me like, maybe you should talk to her about that. Maybe, you know, she's over 40. Maybe you should just tell her like, you know, our, our hearts and our body ain't the same as it used to be. It, might can't, it can't hold up to that heart beeping fast like we could, you know, back when we was 20 years old. But... I, did, I didn't do it and, it, and it and it messed me up, you know. Even like Mac Miller, last time I seen him, you know, he was doing a lot of drugs. Ah, uh, it just the 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 thought. Every time I think about it, I get tear. I get I get tears. I miss I miss everybody, man. Real shit. I really, I miss everybody in that group because we started something. We was friends. We hung out. We had a lot of great times. Uh, you know, I was just going to say, there's so many people out there who I think have struggled with the exact same thing. Like, do you speak up? Do you say something? You can't change other people's behavior, but it's nope. just heart-wrenching to watch people who are struggling, isn't it? Yes, yes. And you talked in your book, too, about how when you were in Hollywood, how easy it was to get a doctor to prescribe you anything. And yeah. I think so many people think if it's prescribed, then it's okay to take. And they end up with so many addictions and problems because of that too. Yes. Yes. I agree. It's, we got to be careful. I mean, we got to stay prayed up, man. We got, we got to stay prayed up. Man. I mean, God can deliver. Hey, man, look, God did a lot for us. We, we hear it because of him. So he can deliver you from that. And then you can call 988 for issues or you can, if you got a drug problem and you want to get out drugs, go to the rehab or go, you know, wherever you feel like a place you can find that you feel comfortable with, go. Talk to somebody. Because, man, it's, it's serious out here. People are dying every day. Every time I turn the TV on, such and such died of fentanyl, such and such died, such an overdose. Of this. I'm like, damn. Yeah, definitely. And I, like, I'm glad that you brought up the idea of religion, too, and that we can get strength from prayer. We talk yes. about mental strength on this show, and sometimes people will say things like, oh, I don't need mental strength because I have... God in my life, but mm -hmm. we don't say the same thing about physical strength. You still might go to the gym and you can still have a belief in a higher power. It's like you can take yeah. action to build mental strength. And part of your plan might be that you have a strong faith that really helps too. Yes. Yes, I agree. Yep. How about now that you've become a dad? How has life changed for you since becoming a parent? Life is beautiful, man. Life is beautiful, man. Like, I represent the slum, man. I represent the people that ain't got nothing, they ain't, they ain't come from nothing. Life is good. You can make a change in your life. My kids, they, they, are, they are wonderful, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to see them in a, in a little bit, like around 4 o'clock. Yeah, it's... Life is changing, man. Life, life... You know, with my kids, it, it changed me a lot, you know what I mean? I, I look at things totally different now. Um, we need to, anybody out there got kids, 
Love them. Pay attention to them. Guide them. Give them good information. Those are the they they are the future. Real. And these days, how do you take care of your mental health? Uh, right now, I'm you know, I'm cool. I'm just chilling, man. I'm reading books. Um, my brother sent me a lot of things about uh about God and uh, a lot of a lot of he he uh my brother follows a lot of preachers, so he sent me like a lot of YouTube's. And my dad's a preacher too. He sent me his YouTube, so I, I watched that and I learned from that and um read the Bible. I read the Bible every now and then. Um, I just try to surround myself with positive people, stuff like that. I mean. Every day is a struggle. I would say every day is a struggle for everybody because you're going to have some stressful times. Nobody's going to be like, oh, my day is good every day. No. Sometimes you need to go somewhere to the beach and cool off or just go somewhere and just clear your head. So I, I do things like that. I'm, I'm fine, though, man. I'm good. I'm, I'm blessed. Um, and it ain't about money. I'm blessed in my heart. I'm blessed in my mind. I have peace in my heart. I have peace in my mind. People think, oh, I got money. I'm going to be cool. What that, what's that shit Biggie said? More money, more problems. <laughs> that's, that's how I go down. But you got to have a peace of mind and your heart got to be right, man. You know what I'm saying? So that I'm, I'm, I'm great. And I'm, I'm, I'm working with myself every day. Don't get me wrong. I'm not just like, oh, I'm cool. I'm chilling. No, I'm reading. I'm listening. I got a lot of things I want to do. Um, 2024, 2025, I want to get get into politics and um, I want to help a lot of people in my city. I see a lot of violence going on, a lot of struggling going on down there. And I just want to, I got, I'm piecing together some ideas. I'm getting together a team and I want to do some things for my city and help some people uh, get better jobs and education, health insurance. So important. Health insurance. Jesus. We can go for days. We can talk for hours. Right. <laughs> but you Absolutely. know what I'm talking about. Like, Mm-hmm. Everybody don't have health insurance out here. There's a lot of people I know don't have health insurance. It's sad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm I'm just, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm talking over you. Question for you then. For somebody who's listening and they're like, you know, I'm facing a challenge right now and I'm doubting whether or not I can get through it. I'm doubting myself. What words of wisdom would you have for them? Pray. Pray. Talk to somebody. If, if, you, if you, I mean, like, it depends on where you, some people... Maybe right here. Some people may be on the edge. Some people, you know, are just maybe in between of a, a depression or the edge or whatever. Like talk to somebody, somebody that that's that's uh, that loves you. Somebody's going to tell you no. I don't have yes. I hate yes men. I want nobody to tell me yes. Do this. Yes, do that. No. If you just tell me yes, get the hell out of my team. Tell me no. You see me doing something crazy. Or you see me crying or in some kind of any kind of way you, or whatever. Even if I'm doing something I feel may be right, you might think that's wrong. Say, man, I don't think you should do that. I would always even tell people in three six mafia, you see me doing something fucked up, tell me. Because I'm gonna listen. I'm not gonna be like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Cause I may be drinking too much. But you ever think I'm drinking too much? Or man, maybe you should stop. Or maybe, you know what I'm saying? I like real honest opinions. I like because I feel like that's love. Somebody telling yeah. you, hey, stop doing that. What the fuck are you doing? Like back in the day, I, I remember I was fucked up in this club. I was, took some Xanax and drinking some gin. My bodyguard walked up to me and said, hey, man, you should slow down on that shit, man. And I, I, you know, I, I, I cried after that. Man. I said, man, that's, that's real, man. That dude told me that, pulled me to the side because nobody else didn't pull me to the side. He pulled me to the side. Man, you should slow down, man. And he whispered in my ear. He didn't say it in front of everybody to try to embarrass me. He said, hey, man, Juicy, man, that was a good show, man, but 
He said, slow down on the alcohol and the, and the Xanax, man. Just, you know, whatever you take it, man, just slow down. He told me that. And I was like, wow, man, hit my heart. I was in tears, man. You know what I'm saying? I put my head down. I didn't want nobody to see me. And my grown ass crying. I'm like, wow, man, this man just told me. Maybe God told him to tell me that. And after that, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to get off these things. I'm going to get off this. Shit. I'm going to slow down on everything I'm doing. And I'm here today. I'm talking to you. It takes courage to listen to somebody when they say that. Well, one thing about me, I, I, I don't have an ego. I've, I've had egos and music and stuff like that. I'm just whatever. But when it comes to real life, I don't have an ego. I'm always listening. Always listening. I'm not going to be like, I might don't say shit. I might be like, hmm. But I'm never going to be like, Snoop, don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to look at everything. I'm going to look at myself in the mirror. Like Michael Jackson said, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, man, am I, am I doing too much? Think about the things you're doing. I, I learned my lesson from a lot of stuff. And I'm, I thank God, man. Like I feel like it's in his hands, man. That I, I've had so many honest people around me. Like my brother always would tell me, he'll call me right today. he see me doing some stupid shit. He'd be on my head. Boy, you doing, man, you crazy. <laughs> but like you need, we need that. I think so, too. And we're not thinking clearly. We need other people to point out the stuff that we don't see. Yes. Then that, and those people care about you. They love you. They're not going to be like, hit the cocaine, hit the drugs. They're going to be like, no, man, don't do that. That's going to kill you. They're going to give you the real. So that's, that's what I'm trying to, well, that's why I'm surrounded by, and anybody that's new come in my life, you got to be a, a person that give a fuck. If you don't, if I feel like you just hear this cuss out who I am or you want to hang around me because you may want a free beat or a free feature or some shit, get the fuck out of my life. I don't yeah. fuck with fake people, period, man. Realistic. I've been around a lot of fakesters, but I didn't weed them out. You know, I had to cut them out like weeds. <laughs> They're gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to live and I'm trying to expand. I'm trying to educate more people about mental, mental health drug awareness, everything. You know what I'm saying? I've been through it all. I've seen it all. Things I haven't done, I've seen people in three might be doing heroin and all kind of crazy drugs and losing their life and going down. And I'm there right there with them to help them. You know what I'm saying? Not to be like, oh, man, you such a... Man, I don't judge, man. I understand, bro. I'm your brother. Regardless, at the end of the day, I know I'm your music partner, but still, I give a fuck about everybody in that group. I still love them right today. Like I say, we don't talk much. We grow, we grow. We, you know, we move on with our lives. I got kids. Other than them got kids. They got things going on. But I would take a bullet for them dudes. I would, of course, like I say, we work together, but still, I have real love every, for everybody that's been around me. Everybody that's been around me that has been in my corner, has been with me. Not, not against me, but has been with me. Brotherhood. I love you, man. Regardless of what. If I talk to you today or tomorrow, I still, I don't wish nothing bad on nobody, man. I, I will help you. I'll come out, reach out to you. Hey, man, let's talk. And that's what kind of person I've always been. I'll be like, hey, let's talk. Let's, let's figure it out. And all of these themes are just so evident in your book that yes. you talk about, you know, every chapter from the time you were a kid when you were like, I didn't necessarily care about what people thought. And then I, you were forgiving of people and you were able to go through and say, you know, I'm, I'm, I care about what other people are doing in my life. So I want to step up and do the right thing. And 
I'm going to listen to people who who speak up to me. So I haven't. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised that your book is selling so many copies. It's a it's a great read. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I was I was scared. I was like, I hope they like it. I'm giving my honest. Uh, <laughs> take it how you want. But thank you. Right? I really appreciate that. I pre- it's been it's been flying off the shelves. I, I, you know, I'm I think it will continue to fly off the shelves too. I hope all of thank our you. listeners go out and thank pick you. up a copy of the Chronicles of the Juice Man. Yes, please. It's it's a must read. It's a must read. You will learn something. You will get inspired. And it's not all about music, brother. I want people, I tell people all the time, say, like, when you read my book, you and you don't have to be a musician to read my book. You can just be a person with a regular job. I had a regular job. I worked at Kroger's. I punched the clock. I walked home back and forth to get to the... I worked at a grocery store. I bagged groceries. People laughed at me. Juicy J bagging groceries. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's what it is. I'm working. <laughs> I'm bagging groceries. But, you know, look, man, it ain't... It ain't I don't want to talk over you, but I just I'm I'm trying I'm trying to change I'm trying to change my life around and in a better way. I've been through a lot and I'm just curving to that to that part where it's like helping people, talking to people, reaching out, loving people, and uh giving them knowledge about what's going on in this world. As far as mental health and any drug abuse or anything, just any problems you have. Absolutely. Maybe I, maybe I run for president one day. I actually want to be a senator one day. I want to be a Tennessee senator in, in Tennessee. Maybe when I'm 60, 65. When you were, what, eight, you said, you know, I'm going to be huge, huge in the music industry, and you made it happen. So if you say you're going to go into politics now, I have no doubt that you can certainly make that happen. I always loved politics. I always, um, when I was in the courtroom with my brother, I was seeing a lot of stuff that I had never seen. You know, he had robbed a store or whatever. And I was just like in there. I had suits on like I'm like it's my court. But I was in there and I was just looking at everything like, man, you know, like it's a lot of people that's incarcerated that have. And this was like at a young age. I was like, you have issues on the street. I said, I said, they, I, I get it. You rob someplace. Yeah, you damn right. You're going to jail. But I was like, man, they they not really teaching us nothing in the schools. They're not really. um Coming to the hood, they're not helping us out. They really don't know. I feel like some people don't really understand. I don't really care about what goes on in the hood. They'd be like, all right. They raise the interest rates. Nobody can buy a house. They pay us minimum wage, which ain't shit. And then, and then we, it's just a lot of struggling. And I just was, right. you know, I was like, man, we got to change this. And this was at a younger age. I was just sitting there like, man, we some kind of way we got to change this. Well, you know, we'll see what happens, man. I'm going to let God lead me, man. I think things are going to be good. I think so, too. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Juicy J, for being on Mentally Stronger, for sharing all of your wisdom, and for putting this book out into the world so that you would bravely share your story with the rest of us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I saw you. um, I was looking through your book when I looked at the pictures, and I was like, oh, you're at Criteria Studios. That's where I recorded one of my audio books, and that's where I found my producer. So I was like, hey, look, I recognize Criteria from that picture. (laughs) Dope, dope, dope. Yeah, we when you were with The Rock. We, we got, we got, yep, yep. We got a lot in common. <laughs> yep. Right. The Rock is a, <laughs> Rock is a cool guy, man. Really cool guy. And that was a TV show um, uh, dealing with people. Um, I think it was a guy that was going through a lot of stress in his life. And um, it was a great show. I don't know what happened to it, but it was like he was helping out people on that show. I thought that was. That's great. We should, we should keep shows like that on TV regardless of the ratings. We need right. to see this. Put that. Right. Yep. I, I, 
I appreciate everything that you do. As a therapist, when I tell people like, oh, you should go get mental health therapy or you should try something else, like it's one thing, but when somebody like you comes out and says, no, therapy's good, I'm completely different. When people are like, oh, Juicy J can go to therapy, I could try it too. So yes. thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yes, everybody should get therapy. Yes. I mean, hey, look, you never know what you're going through. You you know, you might get find out something about yourself you never knew. Right. You know? Yeah. Good. Yeah. You're only trying to better yourself. Thank you so much. We'll link Thank to everything, you. share everything, and tell everybody to go buy your book. <laughs> yes, sir. Chronicles of the Juice Man in stores right now, baby. Make sure you go get it. Number one every in the world. Number one in the world. I'm going to speak it into existence. I spoke it into existence. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Have a great rest of your day. Welcome to The Therapist Take. It's the part of the show where I'll give you my take on Juicy J's mental strength building strategies and share how you can apply them to your life. Here are three of my favorite strategies that he talked about. Number one, pray. Juicy says prayer helps him get through tough situations. And there's tons of research showing how prayer is really good for mental health. Studies show praying with other people is especially powerful. People who join prayer groups actually have lower rates of depression and anxiety. But praying by yourself can be powerful too. In fact, it can help you feel less alone. Prayer fosters a sense of connection with a higher power. So even if you're by yourself, you might still feel more connected. The research shows it reduces loneliness, it boosts your immune system, and it decreases anxiety. Prayer has also been found to reduce irrational worry, fear, self-consciousness, dread in social situations, and obsessive-compulsive behavior. And it tends to reduce anger and aggression and helps people forgive one another. Now, the list could go on and on about how many benefits there are of prayer. But regardless of what higher power you believe in, just know that praying for mental strength could work. The research shows there's a huge benefit to it. Number two, surround yourself with good people. Juicy talked about the importance of having good people in his life and the importance of checking in on people around him. I think he's really genuine when he talks about that. He wouldn't start our interview until he checked in on me. He wanted to know how I was doing before we even hit the record button. Nobody ever does that. So I really appreciated that he took a minute to do that. And when we were done rolling, he kept talking and asking questions about how we were doing here in the studio. But the point is the people around you can either drain you of mental strength or they can help you build it. But that doesn't mean that you need to have perfect friends or that you have to be perfect yourself. A lot of people come into my therapy office and they say, well, I don't want to talk to my friends about my struggles because I don't want to be negative or I don't want to drag anybody down. But it's important to be vulnerable with people if you want to connect with them. And that means talking to people about your struggles. And you can tell them when you're struggling, the things that you're struggling about. That doesn't mean that you're negative or that you're the toxic friend. It just means that you're vulnerable and that you're willing to acknowledge you don't have everything all figured out. And the other thing I liked was that Juicy talked about his bodyguard coming to him in honesty and expressing concern for him. To be able to talk to our friends when we're concerned about them is really key to our own mental health too, but to be able to be honest with other people is really important. And number three, 
consume content that's good for your mental health. So interestingly, when I asked Juicy J what helps his mental health, he said he watches YouTube videos of people preaching and his brother and his father share those things with him. What you consume greatly affects your mental health. So keep that in mind. A rapper who used to create content that was filled with lyrics that glorify drugs and the mistreatment of women now says watching YouTube sermons is the key to his mental health. So while he does call his past lyrics art, I can't help but wonder if he realizes how his art might have affected people who consumed them. But I agree with him that it's important to pay attention to the things that you're reading, the stuff that you're watching, and all the things that you're listening to. It affects your brain and your mental health. But when you feel bad, the last thing you want to do is perhaps turn on some happy music. In fact, there's research that shows we watch and listen to things that reinforce whatever mood we're in. But one of the best things you could do for your mental health sometimes is just find something positive and uplifting to consume. Even when you don't feel like it, just watching something funny or listening to happy music could help you start to feel better. So those are three of Juicy's strategies that I highly recommend. Pray, surround yourself with good people, and consume content that's good for your mental health. To hear more of Juicy J's story and more of his tips, check out his book, The Chronicles of the Juice Man. Thanks for hanging out with us today and for listening to Mentally Stronger. If you know somebody who could benefit from hearing this message, share this show with them. Simply sharing a link could help someone feel better and grow stronger. Do you want free access to my online course? It's called 10 Mental Strength Exercises That Will Help You Reach Your Greatest Potential. To get your free pass, all you have to do is leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Then send us a screenshot. Our email address is podcast at amymorinlcsw.com. We'll reply with your all-access pass to the course. And as always, a big thank you to my show's producer, who's always teaching me new things about the music industry, Nick Valentine. <laughs>